0: Have you experienced the pressure that we put on ourselves as nutrition professionals to have complete control over our own eating habits? When you encounter struggles, doesn't it deeply impact your perception of yourself and your professional integrity? Welcome to the Food Relationship Lab. This is your safe space to explore food and emotions without judgment, while also providing some tools to help. It's like... Couples therapy for you and food. I'm so glad you're here. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. This is your host, Jeanette Kilgro. I am going to talk to you about something called a permission continuum. (laughs) Just like sit with that for a second. What, What do you think I mean by a permission continuum? um before i jump into that though i do want to just announce again that my free mini course is available um it has received um good reviews for those that have jumped in and um, looked at that training if you have listened to some of the podcast episodes uh, on the neuroscience theories a lot of the information is going to seem similar but you'll find um some visual guides to be able to go with that to help you kind of see what I was trying to explain in just an audio format. So I think you'll find those still actually really useful. I also go into a little bit more detail on window of tolerance and kind of some of the, how to, how to expand our window of tolerance, what types of things help us to re-regulate. And so I think you'll find that really useful. You can find that at Kilgro Nutrition slash mini all right so this permission continuum um i want to talk about well the idea of a continuum right is that we've got two ends that are the more extremes um and that you know any continuum any um thing like that that we talk about tends to have a lot of points along the way that we can easily define the two extremes but sometimes it's harder to find the middle and (laughs) (laughs) registered dietitians, I sense that I'm not the only one in this, that we're really good at finding the more extreme points, or rather, we tend to be kind of an all or nothing kind of individual. And that when we sit back and recognize there's actually a lot of room in between all and nothing it's good to just define what exists in that space a little bit more intentionally so this permission continuum if you picture a line you know on one end we've got um if we're talking permission we've got no permission right and on the other hand we have kind of all the permission and I, i'm going to kind of define these two endpoints based on my own experience, you know, professionally, personally. And I wonder what of these things you can see yourself in, but I also wonder what you might add to this list. So give that some thought. Here's in general, how I would describe, um, when someone is in a no permission zone, right? So there in regard to food, there's a lot of food drama. There's a lot of, um, maybe in regard to food, uh, fasting, skipping meals, like, you know, it's all or nothing. We gotta, we we're meeting these goals. There is no room for, um, what we might call cheats or anyway, it's just all, there's no permission. It is like, these are the rules. This is the structure. This is the way I have to do it. If I'm going to reach my goals and I think we can recognize some of the concerns here, but we also can recognize um, some of what is beneficial about this end of the spectrum in that we know what the rules are, we've got the structure, it's kind of a, you know, we're all in, if it's a, a diet, then it really it, it's those first few days where you're like, oh yes, like this is just when I needed all the structure, all the rules, like eat this, don't eat this, here's my meal plan, don't deviate, right? It's you know, salad for lunch every day. Um unfortunately it comes with the cost of moralizing the choices, moralizing the food. You know, this food is good, this food is not. Eating this food makes me good eating that food makes me not, right? And I know that there's also a lot of shoulds and have tos and supposed tos in terms of rules and you know what, what is running through our head, again, that food drama that exists here in the no permission zone. But honestly, we fear what's at the other end. We're like, okay, but listen. If I give myself permission, <laughs> you know what's going to happen, right? So on the other end, um, is all the permission, okay? So that makes sense for the continuum. But we're going to title this reckless permission, which is what we fear, which is why we think we need the structure and the rules and the, you know, half tubes and the shoulds, because on the other end, we're afraid that that is eating all the things. It's um maybe even snitching like stealing food from other people, you know, that they've got hidden in this secret place that eh, you happen to know about. And if a few go missing, <laughs> maybe they won't notice. It's um y- you're afraid especially that it's going to be uncontrolled eating. And sometimes it does feel that way. It feels very frantic. And I recognize that a lot of times this is the Result of the no permission per, permission and it, it's you know as if the pendulum swung too far to the one side and then when it started to return it swung too far to the other side right so it's it's after the first like 48 hours of the, the new diet when we're like ah screw the rules i don't want to do this anymore and um who are they to tell me what i'm supposed to be eating i can eat whatever i want so um it's almost the the teenager um, rebellion on the other side. Um, it is probably, if you can recognize some of these um, in yourself, it can even relate to, uh, well, I'm gonna joke, scarfing chocolate chips in the pantry, right? Uh, not even good chocolate chips, right? The cheap ones. <laughs> and so, the reckless permission just is 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 all the things without um any any sense of you know what's worth it or not um certainly the cheap chocolate chips in the pantry are not worth it we just will take anything okay so um i i hope you can kind of get a feel for kind of the energy of those two ends of the of the continuum now again you might recognize some of that in you um i think it's helpful to just without judgment to be like, oh, I see what's going on here. I'm kind of down in that no permission zone, right? And I'm feeling the effects of that. Some of these messages of I have to and I should and I'm bad if I don't or I'm good if I do. And certainly the food drama. A lot of us, I think, can relate to that. Now, then on the other end, again, without judgment, perhaps there's room for us just to be like, ah, I see what's going on here. I've just flipped (laughs) to the total opposite end of the continuum. And I'm finding myself here down in reckless permission. So what exists in between? I mean, I I think logically, you know, a lot of things exist in between those two extremes. But we're going to call this zone loving permission. Permission that exists in a way that actually does serve us, that causes us maybe to um, offer up some kindness when we really are struggling, even if we choose food as the tool to help. And a little bit of firmness when, you know, from kind of our motherly energy that's like, you know what, I, I know that that's what you want, but I know that that's not what's best for you. It is maybe keeping in mind our future self. You know, these are the things that I want for my future. I want to be able to play with my grandkids. I want to be able to live a long, healthy life after retirement. And I recognize that, you know, this is kind of those deposits into my physical 401k, my, my uh, retirement fund, um, of my body. And that that is loving. That is meaningful to me. These are things I want to do that come with some structure and some, do we call, we don't call them rules. We're going to call them loving guardrails, right? Some things that we put into place because we know I really do function better. I really do feel better in my body when I follow these guidelines for myself. And that we put them in place again from a loving perspective so it does include some structure but it also includes permission permission for when it's hard and we're choosing the chocolate chips i think more often though you'll find in this zone that you are focused on treats that are worth it right that are not (laughs) chocolate chips in the pantry but really decadent desserts that that draw you in and make you mindful as you eat them. That same energy of love, mindfulness, all of that lives here in kind of this zone, this middle of the road um, spot on our continuum. Now, I want to apply this to something that I am personally struggling with. So give me some grace. Maybe you can uh, relate to this. So first, I want to start with um, back in my dietetics education. So this was clear, clear back, what, like 2000, when did I graduate? 2005. So um, I, there were, if you can look back, you maybe had a similar thing. So different students in our cohort kind of gravitated to different, different areas, right? So there was definitely like the food service person who was not me, but was very interested in what we were learning in terms of running a kitchen and being able to pursue that area of dietetics. Uh, There were those that within clinical kind of divided out even more. You could tell like those that had a heart for pediatrics that were absolutely headed that direction as soon as they possibly could, right? There was one um student in my cohort that was very into diabetes. So anytime we were doing case studies or reports on new therapies and things like that, like it was diabetes all the way. You could count on hearing what was new in the world of diabetes from her. And then myself, I feel like it was intuitive eating. That anytime we had like a a booth at a nutrition fair or something, I was like, oh, I am doing intuitive eating. I even created like a an unofficial quiz of what kind of eater are you, right? And I very much identified myself back then as a an unintentional eater, and now find myself more than I ever would have thought, more of an emotional eater, which probably meant that along the way, I was just unintentional, or yeah, unintentional about my emotional eating, right? I was grabbing it for reasons other than hunger, And I didn't realize that they were actually underlying like emotions as opposed to just convenience of the food sitting there. It was kind of a combination of both. But anyway, I give you that information just to kind of set the stage for, I have always loved intuitive eating. I have always been drawn to that idea of honoring our body, um, listening to the signals. And that has been a great joy to me. One place though that I got myself into trouble, And this is no fault of the intuitive eating moment as it stands. If, if you have that training, you're going to recognize that I misunderstood this, but that was this idea of honoring your hunger. Now that meant for me that I feared ever being hungry. So (laughs) as ridiculous, as ridiculous as it sounds like from a logical standpoint, I would eat even just out of fear of being hungry, maybe at some point later, (laughs) right? And, um, well, I I better eat now because who knows what I'm going to get another chance. Maybe you can relate to that. But I did so in kind of the name of, well, I'm honoring my hunger, right? Anytime my body wants some food, I'm feeding it. It also meant that anytime I, um, oh, sorry, we have an alarm going off. <laughs> any time that I was um, interested in eating something, right? So you would smell the cinnamon rolls, your stomach would growl to be like, yeah, that sounds amazing. And I'd be like, oh, I think I'm hungry. I better eat that because I want to make sure I'm honoring my hunger now we can argue as to how much honoring the cinnamon roll really did in terms of listening to our body right and i so like i said i get that that is not um not the principle at its best but i hope you can see how maybe that can be confusing even for someone who is a registered dietitian and knows the principles of intuitive eating have taught the principles of intuitive intuitive eating right so um i am going to apply this kind of idea of a continuum to hunger because i have found this was something i needed to give a little bit more intentional thought to so on one end we're going to align this with the no permission end the no permission end is like you can't eat no matter how hungry you are right so it's this like um, self-denial kind of energy of like no I I've got um, I've got goals I can't eat it doesn't matter how hungry you are body you know um, I found that in that zone it felt um, I certainly wasn't honoring my body I mean anyone can agree right but when I was too tolerant of the hunger it flipped me into more of this stress response really right that meant that I didn't have access to my top-notch high-level thinking i was more in a state of stress and that was not me at my best self that certainly wasn't the intention behind well i guess this is the opposite of honor your hunger right um and in this state you know i certainly find myself dramatic and grumpy and um, trying to do everything i can to ignore my body and yes we can all agree that's not a good place to be on the other extreme though which is actually where i struggled more is this this idea of all the permission like eat at the very first possible sign that maybe i might be hungry at some point in the future <laughs> right and this this also felt very frantic right it felt that, that the very first like oh my goodness that might be hunger better eat um it, i wasn't making intentional choices it very much was like well what's quick what's here and of course yeah what's quick it's the pre-packaged like crackers and cookies and and things like that that you can easily be found in a vending machine at every turn (laughs) and so there wasn't really awareness there that was not actually honoring my hunger that was not actually honoring my body in fact because if you can think you know metabolically if i'm turning to Easy carbs, crackers, and prepackaged foods at the first sign of any kind of maybe possible hunger. It, it meant that my body was like, great, carbs, those are easy. You don't have to dip into the, st- we don't even have to dip into the glycogen storage. We could just go straight for that. That sounds perfect. And so then 30 minutes later when I would maybe feel hungry again maybe some carbs sounded good again because my body was like yeah um we uh metabolized all that I could use some more don't want to have to dip into the storage um it it wasn't serving me right and so I can recognize that when I'm a little bit too far on that end of the continuum that I'm kind of eating anything and that it, most of the time is very carb heavy so what lies in the middle I mean, I think you got hopefully you're laughing with me. Right. And you can recognize there's a whole lot in the middle between like complete like self, um, denial of all nutrients and eating all the things at the first drop of a hat. Right. Um, for me, the middle zone is exemplified in curiosity in, oh, I'm hungry. If you listen to the episode with irene pace and i you'll know that one of the greet the pull well greet the pull methods signature steps is to greet the pull and in this case greet the hunger well hello hunger there you are and it for me also comes with a great deal of gratitude that i have an amazing body that can just be like oh i'm good i have enough you know food and then oh I'm kind of drop it into a calorie deficit, could use a little bit more, and can tell me that. Incredible that all those mechanisms work well. And then also gratitude for food, right? Especially in this day and age, you know, the the biologic fear is that there isn't going to be food. But the truth of it is, there is absolutely food, right? Anywhere you stop. You don't have to go very far to find food. And um that is such a great blessing in our world right even if you don't have it in the house you're just i mean i'm four minutes from the grocery store and there's just shelves and shelves and shelves of food there's so many things to choose from and so this middle of the zone for me is a lot more thinking about all of the things that i'm grateful for and recognizing what it is to to have a wonderful working functional body and to be able to have access to food. And because I recognize that isn't always the case for everyone. The reason I point these things out is again, to allow us a little bit of, um, you know, we call this the food relationship lab for a reason. I'm always looking for ways. Well, I'm always looking for ways. My brain is very good at getting traumatic. And so it is, it to my benefit (laughs) to be look consciously looking for ways to kind of cut the drama to remove the judgment and just to gather data so if we've got this continuum instead of judging we could just be like ah here's where i am yep right here i'm kind of more on the end of reckless permission right now or oh i'm noticing i'm a little too far on the end of no permission and what's in the middle for me what does that look like? What does it take to pull me a little bit more into the middle and a little bit further from the extreme? And so that is my message today. I think you might have a lot of fun plotting out um, this for yourself. And mine honestly just looks like a little like table in um Microsoft Word where I made three columns. One was the no permission column. Um, obviously the middle one was the loving permission column and the other far one was the reckless permission column and just kind of figure out what it looks like for you how you know when you've swung a little bit too far to one direction or another and then again use that as data oh i know where i'm at and i know how to get back to the middle so enjoy that and i'll see you next time bye hey friends thanks for joining me today If you enjoyed the podcast, I know you would love my free mini course. It's called Food for Thought, How Neuroscience Shapes Our Relationship with Food. You can find it at kilgrownutrition.com slash mini. Kilgrow is spelled with one L K I L G R O W. And if the information you're hearing on this podcast kind of feels like the missing piece to you, like it did to me, consider training in the greet the pull method. You can contact Irene Pace, at her website, Irene, I-R-E-N-E, pace.com.